Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to episode 21 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your humble host, your guide through trash cinema, and your favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we're lacing up our high heels, collecting our singles, and sharpening our, our poles. Oh, God. <clears throat> when we cover the 2008 Jenna Jameson-led horror comedy... Zombie strippers. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to the only G I'd let in my G string, my beautiful baby boy, Patrick Schweigert. Let me get a load of that G spot. Uh, did you say horror <laughs> comedy or horror comedy? Okay, I said horror. Okay, interchangeable. Just, look, you you kind of slid through that real fast. I just mm. want to make sure we're being respectful to sex workers. Of course, of course. What do you what do you do? You know what we're we're moving on. <laughs> That laugh in the background. She's running out the table. It's the inaugural champion of the tra- Save Trash Cinema game show, Treasure Pass. And Twitch affiliate streamer Liz, the, the mouth of the South, McLean. Liz, so it's officially coveted now. It is indeed, yeah. The first ever winner of Treasure Pass. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. I feel good, but I want a belt. I want a yeah. belt. Yeah, where's the belt, Cayman? Maybe I, know that, you said I don't get one, but I want one. I'm I've the first it. one. I'm setting standards. I need a belt. I feel like you have to go to a gauntlet at least. You got you got to be able to defend your title at least once before you can carry the gold. All right. I mean, I still want a belt. Yeah, we need okay, to make well, a custom belt. Came in. Gonna, okay. Okay. We're getting a belt. But before we jump yes. into belt talk or anything else, let's do a little <laughs> quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget, you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at savetrashcinema at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram at savetrashcinema as well. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we covered the death defying, cargo pant laden, and downright absurd horror classic, Final Destination. We will be continuing to release mini-sodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and apparently game shows uh, periodically, so keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Now, before we go any further, let's do a little overview of Zombie Strippers. Zombie Strippers is a 2008 horror film written and directed by Jay Lee. Jay Lee is best known for directing The Slaughter, Alice Kills, and a movie called Death Chair, The Chair That Eats. That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. The story goes as such, in the not-too-distant future, a secret government reanimation chemovirus gets released into conservative Sartre, Nebraska, and lands in an underground strip club. As the virus begins to spread, turning the strippers into super zombie strippers, the girls struggle with whether or not to conform to the new fad, even if it means there's no turning back. Now, the film itself stars veteran horror actor Robert England, best known as, you know, Freddy fucking Krueger. Yeah, oh, yeah. The fucking I, I know man. this man. I know this man. Good. I'm glad you He's do. also in Stranger Things season four as that is true. Victor Creel. Mm-hmm. It's true. 
Victor Creel. Sounds like a wrestler name. <laughs> it does. You should be a wrestler. Going back to the belt again. See? Speaking of wrestlers, actually, a uh, former UFC champion as well as former mayor of Huntington Beach, California, uh, Tito Ortiz is in the movie, as well as Jennifer Holland, best known for Peacemaker, The Suicide Squad, and Brightburn. Wow. Unbelievable. As well as the aforementioned legendary porn star, Jenna Jameson. Some of our hornier members of the audience might know her from classics such as Up and Comers 10, I Dream of Jenna, but man, at Nudes of Poppin' 7, <laughs> as well as the voice of Daisy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. All right, those are all real titles? You're not just... 100% real. This? I Trust wow. me, I So she I was did. not on... One through nine, but she was on the tenth one. She was on the tenth one. Yeah, Actually, she was on spelled. the she was on the tenth one, the seventeenth, and the twentieth. Uh, oh, volume. so she's a she's a comeback veteran. She's I a, need she's a comeback veteran. <laughs> yes. I need some etymology, you know, like unpacking of butt man at nudes a poppin' seven. Like that sentence just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't seem right to me. Like, are they Look, at a ramen bar? I, what's happening at set? Like, what's going on? Can I get the address to this ramen bar? If I'll have to bar. do. I'll have to do some research after this. All right, thank you, thank you, Liz. <laughs> thank you yeah. for taking one for the team. The film runs for an hour and thirty-four minutes and sports a Rotten Tomato score of thirty-eight percent, which is honestly pretty good compared to Don't Worry, Darling. The best news of all is that we're back with our officially unofficial sponsor, Tubi, which currently hosts the film for free. You can also snag yourself a physical copy for $5 off of Amazon. So there's an option for all the weirdos out there like me. Also, an actor on this movie put the entire movie up on Vimeo, which is how I watched it. Really? Ad-free, uh, this guy, and you like he's basically like, hire me, and here's the movie. <laughs> which I can I only imagine which actor that is. But with the overview out of the way, why don't we take some initial time or some <laughs> take some time to discuss some initial thoughts? Uh, we're going to start with you, Liz, as the reigning champion of Trasher Pass, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Your winnings for winning the inaugural episode was that you got to choose a movie for us to watch, and this is what you chose. So why don't you start us off and tell us why you picked zombie strippers so i picked this movie because of a backstory that i have and it's Mm. i'll keep it short and simple so i watched this movie when i was like 15 or 16 um and i remember i watched it it was me and my stepbrother that watched it because we were like obsessed with watching like shitty horror movies like b horror movies and it was on Comcast demand, like on demand for free. And I was like, sure. that is the most ridiculous fucking title I've ever heard. And it has Jenna Jameson in it. I think we're doing like a disservice if we don't watch it. And still has, there's a quote from this movie that I still quote to this fucking day. I can't wait to get to it. How old is your brother? He, it's my stepbrother. He's the same age as I am. We're both 25. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering, like, mm-hmm. you know, being watching a, an adult actress with mm-hmm. your stepbrother, the age could be very important in that equation. Yes. So the I same might age be I, is from good. Alabama, but not in that sense. Um, Fantastic. So I do want to clear that as you well. Don't, you don't here. give a piss about nothing but the tide. Now, yes, Patrick. My pet ball. <laughs> Patrick, uh, you've never seen this movie. So I still haven't. 
<laughs> going in, what what were your what was your expectations of what you thought this movie was going to be about? So, a title like Zombie Strippers fills me with one feeling, and that's fear. Um, I because we know we all know how I feel about most of the movies we watch on this podcast. I'm usually like 50 50. I either have a great time or I have a fucking miserable time. There's not a lot in between. And I was, I was afraid of this one. Uh, <laughs> any movie whose top build actor respectfully is a adult film actress. I'm like, okay, this is already, we're not starting off strong. Uh, so I was afraid, but then when I saw that it was for free on a Vimeo from one of the actors, uh, personal Vimeo accounts, I was only filled with more fear. <laughs> so, <laughs> Probably rightfully so, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Those are my initial thoughts for Zombie Strippers. All right, so I actually have a legacy somewhat similar to Liz. I distinctly remember renting this movie from Blockbuster when I was probably 18. I was probably a senior in high school. Uh, just old enough to be able to, to rent movies from Blockbuster that are rated R. And so I distinctly remember renting it. And then I had to sneak it past my mother, mm -hmm. who... Wanted to always just just see, you know, she was mm -hmm. just curious. Like, what is Cayman oh, down I there remember. watching? Oh, yeah, I remember. Just, what is Cayman up to tonight? And so I had to like hide it because I was like, my mom cannot see that I'm watching <laughs> this fucking movie. And um, I distinctly remember like watching it and being like, wow, this is definitely a movie that exists. And uh, <laughs> I kind of got him in a similar boat with you, Liz, where I too, and I still too to this day, love shitty horror films. So this was like right up my alley. And uh, yeah, let me let me tell you. Just a little spoiler alert. Yeah, this is a shitty horror film. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> you're, you're, really trying to, you're really trying to put the bust in Blockbuster, weren't you? Came oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> Better believe it. And with all of our busting out of the way, why don't we bust a little more when we get on to the show? Zombie strippers, everyone. A deadly virus has been unleashed into an underground nightclub. Now, every man's fantasy either got it or you don't, baby. is about to become their worst nightmare. They're zombies. No. They're strippers. They're zombie strippers. Robert England and Jenna Jameson. For my sake, suck it up. Zombie strippers. In the near future. George W. Bush wins his fourth consecutive term as vice president after the Jeb Bush voting terminal tallied a swing vote for Bush and Vice President Arnold Schwarzenegger. The win was certified by the Supreme Court led by Jenna Bush, which kicked off a Supreme kegger. Following the landslide victory, a constitutional amendment banning public nudity went into effect. Shortly thereafter, President Bush dissolved Congress, claiming it was, quote-unquote, cramping his style. American troops continue to be strung thin due to the still raging wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Iran, Lebanon, Libya, Pakistan, Venezuela, France, Canada, and Alaska. <laughs> due to this, a corporation has created a bioweapon that reanimates dead tissue to bring the dead back to life to fight in the wars. I have never in my life had such an opening to a movie <laughs> something that we're not talking about in this description there are these like news ticker headlines going through the whole time i only wrote down one of them but the one that jumped out to me was brangelina adopts ethiopia 
<laughs> Apparently, they adopted the entire country of Ethiopia in this movie that is set in the year 2016. Could you believe it? Six I... years later, and the world hasn't gotten any better. No. I um, I just... My very first note on my notes is... And I'll read it word for word because it was my exact thoughts. First and goddamn foremost, how are they going to have a terror index on the opening scene with George Bush and it be the Twin Towers? Down at the bottom right was the terror index and it was a silhouette of the Twin Towers. All right. That's topical rolling off the final destination episode. True. We we talked a lot about 9-11 in that episode. We cut to a science research facility where a zombie outbreak is underway. One scientist looks on with pleasure. Shortly thereafter, a military unit arrives to help quell the outbreak. One of them pisses fire, and another really, really likes knives. And that is an actual quote. He literally says, I really like knives. Mm -hmm. He does. Which... Jesus Christ, these characters. We get a quick exposition dump where we find out that the chemical deteriorates once it infects a man. But if it is a woman-to-woman contact, well, everything's a little peachy. Wink, wink. The military troop enters the compound with one mission. Kill zombies. The crew gets cornered, but with a quick EMP blast, they're able to seemingly find respite. Until it doesn't work. Two things for you. Yeah. <laughs> when um when they're talking to like when the scientists are like going through their whole like spiel and it's like the um woman scientist, I just would like to throw a quote out where I was like tipping my cowboy hat, like I... go off queen mm-hmm. of once you get a man in there, like everything else, it goes to shit. Yes, ma'am. I Again, tip my cowboy hat to that woman because Amen, sister. True. I I wrote that in my notes, but I, I didn't write the context of it. So I wasn't sure if we had passed the quote. So thank you for being yes, on the same page. I remembered it vividly because I was like, oh. You know, this is one of those situations where you know you watch, especially in horror films, I think this is like mm-hmm. a really, a really big issue that pops up a lot, is that you end up running into problems where it's like a lot of violence against women. And there's like a reason why they do that in horror films specifically and why we have final girls and stuff like that. But a lot of the complaints people have is like, oh, like horror hates women. This movie hates everyone. Yes. Just if you're a human being, if you have a heartbeat. Get mm -hmm. fucked. Get fucked. Yeah, (laughs) truly truly get fucked. And I kind of love it. I kind of love it because there's just it's like fuck everyone. Fuck everyone. And um, yeah, so the, the, the military group, they're able to escape after the EMP issue goes down. However, Which is just a giant jewel. Let me say that was <laughs> they they blew smoke rings that I, I'm not. You can't change my mind. It, that gun is not a giant jewel. And it looked like it's maybe the worst special effect I've ever seen. In anything. Oh, it's so bad. It, it looked like I made it in MS paint. Mm-hmm. The it's, rings coming out of these these like guns, uh, amazing, incredible, truly stuff. one of a kind. Now they're able to escape. However, the big issue here, Lieutenant Burflu, he's bitten, <laughs> and instead of taking a bullet to the head, he takes off running and escapes the compound. So the 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 spelling of this 
gentlemen. Uh, B Y R D F L O U G H, bird flu. <laughs> so he's pun, quirky. Uh, a little pun on the bird flu epidemic. You know, it wasn't it during 2008 that we had swine flu? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been better if they would have done a play on that instead of bird flu? Because that's well, just... 2016 is where we are now. Oh, mm-hmm. so we've, okay. Well, I guess mm-hmm. that's fair. You would just assume because of all the other dumb shit they've included in this movie that they would be like, yeah, this this works. Now, during... I um so sorry. Um, I would also like to note that one, I believe it's the blonde girl that's like part of the military in this operation mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that her name is Sassy Sue. That is what her uniform says. Let's that go. is what her bulletproof like vest says. Because you remember there's like that scene where they're like throwing their gear down and it has like their like name tag, yeah. you know, like the Velcro name tags. Mm-hmm. I saw Sassy Sue for a split second and I said, who is that? Yes, bitch. <laughs> I, we, I, you know, I don't have confirmation of this unless it's in the doc and I haven't seen it yet. But Sassy Sue, almost certainly also an adult actress. Oh um, yes, she was. Acting. She wears. She just like all, everyone's in army fatigues this entire time, except, except her, her, who's just wearing a, a camouflage bikini top. Yeah, and I have uh-huh. to say, like one, I don't think that provides any protection. No, but pretty sexy. Good on sure, sure. <laughs> also, yeah. something else to point out is this movie so far. We're about 10, 12 minutes in, if that, if that, and. It truly, like, the way this film is shot, the kind of cameras they used, honestly looks like this is a high school project. Like, this, yes. they made this for, like, a lit class. I'll and... drop a little tidbit here for you. This movie was shot on a million-dollar budget. Okay. And came under budget, so. I, I really, I felt like this was, like, a rich high school, and someone's dad had, like, a $10,000 camera, and they were like, mm-hmm. let's film a little zombie movie on it, because it truly, it looks, the like, the <laughs> the budget, it, I'm shocked to say that it had a million-dollar budget, because it looks so bad. I can tell you exactly where the majority of the money went to without looking at a P&L or whatever accounting terms you want to mm-hmm. use. It's Jenna the, Jameson's 36 it's, double Ds. That or the end game, like not to be a spoiler alert, but like towards the end after people become zombies and they start decaying more. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the special effects makeup, I literally have it in my notes. I'm like, this is asscrack.com and it's hilariously bad. Mm-hmm. And then like towards the end of the movie, I was like, uh, the special effects makeup doesn't look terrible. We've stepped up. They maybe fired the first person and said, get that shit out of here, hired someone else. And then they were like, this will do in any other movie. It would be terrible, but it was a step up from the honestly. It, it, what my thought process was, is that they did a complete flip where they shot like the whole club scenes first and then mm-hmm. shot the, like the science complex, whatever after that. And we're like, guys, we really need to start cutting some corners here to get under budget because it just goes off rails. But I like your theory as well. Now, Lieutenant Bird Flew, during his escape, somehow falls into an underground strip club, the Rhinos Gentleman Club. So it's at this point that, because I, I, I'm i watching this movie with a friend of mine, and we're like, wait a second. 
So at this point, we're like 15 minutes into the movie when he mm -hmm. falls into the strip club. And I'm like, okay, hold on. We're 15 minutes into a movie called Zombie Strippers. I haven't seen a single titty. I haven't seen a single stripper. Like, I do what have is a happening? Boob count. Okay, fantastic. But <laughs> it's at this moment when he falls in, and then like every moment of the rest of this film is in this strip club. So yep. I was like, okay, there's there's the titties and other various body parts. Uh, but I have some trivia, if you would allow it. Of course. This story, allegedly, this story was inspired by Eugene Ionesco's allegorical play, Rhinoceros, in which citizens of a small French village inexplicably turn into the titular animals one by one. As a nod to this literary source, Robert England's character is named Ionesco. And... If his name wasn't Ian Esco, I would have said, get fucked. There's no way that the people that made this knew who Eugene Ionesco is, and they sure do. And that's that's genuinely upsetting to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a lot of thoughts on that one, but I, I don't think anyone wants to hear them because once the zombified soldier enters into the strip club, he is immediately greeted. By Jenna Jameson striptease. Let's go. With the creepiest DJ on planet Earth, I would love to make that palpably clear. It is, he is the creepiest DJ ever. As soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, get this man out of here. Who the fuck is that? I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't agree. I thought the DJ was one of the best characters. He gave me the, the ick immediately. Do you yeah, think the I, DJ was it the DJ that uploaded the movie? He's like, I can't find work anymore because I was in zombie strippers. I need to I, upload. Someone help me, please. I took I'm the gonna creep figure factor out, up to a twelve. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out who. Uh, I don't remember their name, but I will go find out who who it was and reveal it shortly. Ooh. Next, we're treated to a newcomer looking for a job who's greeted at the door by Buckethead himself, Tito Ortiz. Janice Jameson keeps dancing. For a very long time. Mm -hmm. A really long time. I, it's at this point where, you know, call me uh, a, a a young teenage boy that just didn't look at a lot of porn. I actually didn't know what Jam Jenna Jameson looked like. I just knew she was a porn star. Mm -hmm. So talking to my friend that we're watching it, I'm like, do you know which one of these is Jenna Jameson? And uh, we're watching the movie and this striptease goes on for like seven and a half minutes. It's like, oh, this is Jenna Jameson. Yeah. There's no way that they would be giving this much screen time to anyone except Jenna Jameson. At a certain point, I'm watching what said. She looks at me and she's like, are we just like watching like softcore pornography? <laughs> I'm like, well, this isn't the first time that we've watched movies that we felt like were softcore pornography. This one is just more in your face where something like Samurai Cop Samurai Cop's just sad. It's just very sad. So so apparently Joey Medina is who posted this to Vimeo. And Joey Medina is not listed on the IMDb cast list. So he must have just been an extra. Oh. <laughs> and had so much and, better. And just uploaded this onto Vimeo, which I, I truly I like respect to this man. Incredible. In fucking credible. Now in the dressing room, the rest of the strippers are introduced to the farm girl Jesse. She's a newbie looking to get naked and make some money, aren't we all? In comes the club owner, Freddy Krueger himself, who's a definite germaphobe and also 100% an incel. Um, he as soon as Robert England walked on, like walked onto the set, and it was like his moment. I was like, that's Goldmember. He gave me huge 
gold member vibes. The way he was walking, the way he was not obviously no accent, but like just like the way he carried himself. I was like, that's gold member. Where is like the pocket full of skin? Sure. Fair. I, I could tell the way he was walking. This is a bad man. But not like mm-hmm. not a cool bad man. Like this is a a man who's done bad things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we get more of that now. Next up on stage is a goth girl who, you guessed it, gets naked. Freddy Krueger <laughs> then tells the crowd that the dancers will also sit on your face. Called Gross. a a face dance. I think is how yes, they say it. A face yeah. dance. A face uh-huh. dance. Uh, and this pisses off the goth chick. <laughs> um, Which let me say it's it's an absolute shame. That the goth girl, the goth stripper's name is Lilith. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute shame that she was not dancing to My Chemical Romance, and mm. I will stand by that until I die. Yeah. Also, I don't think they worth, could afford that. No, no, not at all. As I was typing it, I was like, "Oh yeah, they probably couldn't afford it," but I'm still gonna say it because I feel like it would have just upped the ante a bit. Um, I did forget to mention on the last scene, like when you get to meet Jesse, um, Jenna Jameson has like her own which her name's Kat in the film. She has her own like private dressing room and she shuts the door and she has a star on her door that is drawn in with Sharpie. I would love to, I don't know if y'all noticed that. I, I not could not take that. my eyes off of it. It was the worst star I've ever seen. It was horrifically hand-drawn and Sharpie and not even colored in all the way. And I was like, this movie is a fucking gem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you know, so the Lilith, the goth chick, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure we all noticed that her nipples were pierced. Yes. That was prosthetic makeup. Her nipples I, are not truly pierced. I almost knew that because they looked bad. They did not look great. They <laughs> no. did not look great. I, 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 as I was watching, I was like, hmm, something seems off here. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I wasn't a fan of those nipple piercings. Well, myself. and normally- They seemed a little- well, I mean, it gets her prosthetic. Yeah. yeah. But they also seemed a little gangrenous. They were mm. a little s- suspicious. And normally, like, when you know that you have something that you're like, mm, maybe it will look good on camera, like, you kind of, like, pull it away a little bit. Mm. Like, you don't do no close-ups. No, they were, it was camera right in those fake pierced nipples mm-hmm. a lot. And I was like, that's not real. So the question I have is, like, are the nipples fake too? Think I, I think they were. I think they were. I think it was like an entire like areola, like almost like a pasty. A pasty, yeah, with yeah, because mm-hmm. they didn't look normal. No. And if those are her real nipples, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like God, don't body shamer came in. Yeah, Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. I just Back out on the floor, one of the dancers finds the half-turned soldier, but apparently being covered in blood isn't a big deal, so she leaves him be. All the while, more women get naked on stage. Like, it, it gets to the point where they go to, like, their third or fourth striptease. It's like, okay, sure, the movie is called Zombie Strippers, but, like, can there be some plot right See, now? See, this is please? this is yeah. where I'm like, we're just watching, like... No, there's nothing happening, but, like, things are happening, but story-wise, mm-hmm. we're still at Step one. <laughs> and like, you know, the men in the audience that were just all extras still talk about this to this day. Like, oh, 100%. it was the like, best. Like, it was the best of day life. of their life. It was like, this is a legendary moment being in a movie with Jenna Jameson and getting to watch her do a striptease for 12 hours. Like, and it just, I cringe for those men. Back to the actual movie. 
The soldier who got bit, well, he falls over dead on the floor. Everyone gets around and is like, oh, there's a dead guy. And they're like, eh, With we should literally probably... no reaction. Let yeah, me just say, no one was yeah. like, oh my God. Like everyone just piled around and was like, just silence. Just leave him there. Like, like, I would just think, toss him out the door. I don't know. It does not matter what type of establishment you are. You could be at no. like a fucking dog fighting ring. If yeah. someone comes in and just dies and falls on the floor, people will like, there go wasn't to them. even the first hint of a gasp. Mm-mm. Nope. I was like, what? Which begs happening? the question, which begs the question, how many people have died in the strip club before? Yeah, a, good point. more than one. Very good point. Well, the soldier falls over dead, like we said. Then he wakes back up. Everyone's like, ah, okay, well, he died, but he's back alive, so no worries. Then the new girl, she's about to go up on stage. Then her apparent lovelorn friend runs in and tries to convince Jesse not to dance, but she goes out anyway. Her performance starts off strong, but the goggling crowd scares her off before she can show any skin, which is the only time in the movie that no skin is shown. She runs back to the dressing room where she's accosted by Jenna Jameson and Freddy Krueger. Jenna takes this as her cue to go back out to dance and is immediately attacked by the zombie soldier who bites her neck wide open. She was not just attacked. She was absolutely bodied. And someone needs to sign that man up for the NFL draft because he absolutely <laughs> domed her. Get this I was man like, to the combine. God damn. Yeah, That's... he slammed her ass. I was like, holy I haven't shit. Seen, I haven't seen a hit that good since the Penn State punter or the Penn State kicker used to do yeah. that shit all the time. Like That was gorgeous, man. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, Tito Ortiz, parallel UFC fighters, they don't fuck around, so he hides. Yep. And then the DJ tosses the soldier into a broom closet. And then they drag Jenna's bloody corpse into a back room and plan how to dispose of the body. Don't worry. She wakes back up zombified as fuck and takes off to the dressing room. In the dressing room, everyone tells her she's dead, but she's like, no, nah, guys, I'm totally fine. Feeling better than ever, goes back out to dance, which is honestly both super fucked up and also kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. She then proceeds to put on arguably the sexiest dance in the entire movie, which both causes mass hysteria and also a room full of boners. Freddy Krueger loves it. I'm pretty sure. So a few, a little bit ago when we were talking about the girl who comes in and like her friend tries to talk her, uh, that's the, the whole Nana stuff, right? That's when we start. Yeah, talking that's about. for Nana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which it's so that's the girl from Peacemaker, which fucking blew my mind. I was watching my friend says, like, hey, did you realize that this is the girl from Peacemaker? I was like, I never would have realized this. So, thank you for that. But yeah, she, the, the beginning of what is my favorite part of this movie, uh, the through line of, I don't remember her character's name, everything being for Nana from, from that point. Jesse, her name's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse's there for Nana. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and only Nana. Yeah. But not only just for Nana, but also for Nana's colon, because she's doing this to pay for Nana's colon. Uh, was it? Uh, colostomy. Col a colostomy, yes. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So if that didn't erase your boner in the moment, guess what? It's back again. Well, and it's so funny because as she's like hyping herself up to like go out on this dance that she eventually like chickens out on. Is she's like, oh, I've never done this before. He goes out there and like the minute that she's out there, absolutely nailing it. I'm like, I don't believe a word you're saying, mm -hmm. ma'am. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. nailing it and you look good doing it like you're mm -hmm. killing it. And then she almost gets that last button done on her little like slutty schoolgirl 
uniform mm-hmm. and then she's like oh my god my nana and leaves yeah. mm. <laughs> so i'm like i Which, think you've done this half a time at least so props to nana but also fuck you nana because yeah. you ruined the moment truly truly and the moment like when like when jenna jameson is up there like after she's like zombified and is just absolutely going to fucking town um i would like to note that she somehow still has tan lines even though her entire body is covered in blood you yep. can still see her triangle bikini tan line on her boobs mm-hmm. and i was like okay i mean respect sid even asked she was like do you think they painted those tan lines on and i was yeah like, fuck if i know maybe. they were like perfectly defined i was like okay girl um she i have been like i've been to strip clubs before and i am like a member of the i hate most men club yeah, I have same. never seen grown men act like that in a strip club, and I hate men. That's so true. no, go so, to blue, go to blue flame lounge. Well, have was, you ever been to? A strip I've been club to the Claremont. Have you oh. been to a strip club sober? Yes. Okay, because oh, one of my only strip club experiences was my bachelor party before I drank, and uh, it was truly terrifying the men like seeing the men in that place, and but being sober the whole time, like yeah. wow, this is this is really a dark dark place yeah um, and drinking helps a lot uh, you're like i'm gonna have to get like sage cleansed when i live here yeah, when i yeah, leave uh-huh. here and also when you live here yeah or when, that, you, when you move into the strip club you're gonna have <laughs> oh, to no. lice all yourself down every night yeah. well to this point jenna jameson drags one of the patrons to the vip lounge for a lap dance which then turns into a blow job which then turns into the dude getting his dick bitten off. Fuck yeah. Ashley queen. <laughs> so it's at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, I'm like, what is, what is worse? Being like double teamed by two dudes on camera or having to film this scene and bite a dude's dick off in zombie makeup and all the <laughs> other things that come along with this movie. And so I, I have a thought. I'm like, I wonder how much Jenna Jameson got paid for this. So I go to Google. I search. How much did Jenna Jameson get paid to be in Zombie Strippers? And instead, I found this fun fact, which is after no showing for both promo screenings of the film, as well as her court-mandated appearance, Jenna Jameson was ordered to pay almost $100,000 in damages. And though Jameson claimed an illness prevented her from appearing, it doesn't appear that the judge bought the excuse and she had to pay nearly $100,000 to this film company for not going to her contractually obligated appearances uh, for this movie. Oh, so she had to pay. So this movie cost her a lot of money unless like they paid her more than $100,000 to be in this movie, which they might have. But so it's looking like she's in the red. I think she's in the red doing this. Damn. Now. The DJ and Kruger run in to check on her and find her eating the dude. The janitor then walks in and gets upset that he's got to clean up so much blood. That's the only thing This here. is my favorite part of the movie. Also, the disembodied head of the patron comes back to life. This is my favorite part of the movie because the janitor's name is Paco, I think. I have it written yes, down. Yes, it is. Yeah, Paco. And this is the movie, the quote of the movie that I still say every now and then when I'm feeling a little spicy. When he runs into the room and he sees all the blood, he says, and I quote, holy chit, C-H-I-T. And it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. And it's just stuck with me for 10 years. And it's so good. 
I'm Holy so happy cheat. that. Holy cheat! <laughs> I'm so happy that's that so that stupid. that that's brought you so much joy. So they, oh, it has. They toss. They toss the. Uh, they toss the severed head in a garbage bag. Then they run to the boss's office and show him the head. They decide. They try to decide what to do next, and then they're like, "Fuck it, let her dance because she's making money rain like a Saturday Night Donkey show." Which that'll come back later. Back in the dressing room, the manager tries to convince the girls everything's cool. Then the goth chick keels over, but then reanimates because she got Jenna to bite her. Then goth girl goes to dance again. Let me say, who needs AC in a strip club when you have Lilith just literally helicoptering so fast that it's (laughs) horrifically like special affected on this movie you don't need ac when you just got a zombie stripper going to fucking town uh, i just want someone to one day tell me that you went tasmanian devil on a stripper pole. <laughs> sure uh sure. some some fun uh some fun trivia here though so the the actress that plays lilith uh apparently she's a recording artist and she provided Ooh. several of the songs on the film soundtrack including don't kill the star bad guy and most notably uh, smother you which is used during jenna jameson's first post post death strip scene and over the end credits of the movie so she got fake nipples with piercings in them but she also had a bunch of her music in the movie so but she who, also has talent yeah who really <laughs> wants has talent then war is declared and the bitchy stripper goes on and bores the crowd with her non-zombified dance moves goth girl comes back and takes a dude to the back with her and you guessed it she rips his head in half and rips his tongue out with her teeth, which is the best kill in the entire movie. Agreed. I would, I would like agree. just mm, and like actually, honestly, there is one that I liked later more. But oh, interesting. I, I feel so. I feel like that was like one of the best parts. Uh, and honestly, probably half the budget went into doing this one scene because she like like take literally like rips his head open and just blood everywhere, bites yep. his tongue, rips his. It's a lot of fun. A lot mm-hmm. of fun. The staff then sees the aftermath and still don't feel like shit is going south yet. Well, until the corpse is reanimated and then attacks the janitor. So they lock the half-headed zombie in the basement. Holy Freddy, Freddy Krueger starts to kick out the remaining dancers to limit the damage then locks everyone else inside the club. The DJ isn't feeling this, but Freddy Krueger seems cool with it all. Outside the club, Jessie, the new girl, is once again jumped by her suitor. She basically tells him to fuck off. And then we see the military captain pop up from behind a newspaper, which it's pitch black outside. Obviously, it's like four in the morning. Walking down the club, everything's fine. There's no one here. This is like an abandoned industrial park, right? But she like walks past some dude who's just reading a newspaper. And it's like, (laughs) this isn't worrisome at all. Nothing sketchy about no one being out here and a dude just reading a newspaper. So... Look, death taxes. There's always going to be an old dude reading a newspaper outside of a strip club. True. Those are gar- those true. are guaranteed to always be happening. That is actually very true. Back in yes. the club. So sorry. I just wanted to interject one thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> as they're like locking these people in the cages, I'm like, how are they explaining this to the friends that they came here with? Yeah. Like they're like, oh yeah, Jerry went to the back and he's been gone for six hours. We're having a great time though. We're not worried about him. Like, yeah. or did they just leave and go home and be like, yeah, we don't know where Jerry went. We never heard from him again. But it's okay. We're going back tomorrow. 
there is a lot of plot armor in this movie. Like, because yeah. also the whole idea that Freddy Krueger just like leans into it. He's like, oh yeah, zombie strippers. People are going to love this. It's like, what do you mean people are going to love this? You're going to be killing your fucking clientele. Yeah. That is a yeah. terrible business strategy. Yeah. Horrible business strategy. Yep. Now back in the club, one of the strippers stays back and has to be turned into a zombie. The next day, Jesse returns to the club where a group of zombie strippers are on stage busting a move. They lure three unsuspecting patrons to the VIP lounge and are promptly devoured. Once again, the staff locks the others in a cage in the basement, the half-headed zombie. Which, to your point, once again, yes, you're losing your patrons one by yeah. one. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't. We then get a montage of money-flying zombie boobies and bodies being ripped to shreds. So I guess maybe long-term strategy doesn't work short-term strategy making bukus of money because presumably you're not paying the zombie strippers because they're not leaving and going anywhere sure they're just dead getting naked i mean this guy naked. is also racist as fuck yes so, like he, he obviously doesn't have like gr- a great head on his shoulders so i mean he is he's i think it's supposed to be a terrible business strategy because he's a bad bad man fair in the dressing room, Jesse tells one of the other strippers she's thinking about being turned so she can make money for her nana. Outside the her club, nana. two jocks are attacked by knife guy from the military troop and the lady soldier, Miss Sassy Sue. They then make a comment about stripping zombies. <laughs> Which, okay, first, here's the thing. Public nudity is banned across the country. Mm-hmm. You walk out in an industrial park, you get attacked by a group of people, and you're like, hey, guys stripping zombies we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> horrible idea like the shit place is gonna get shut down and second of all because it's who i'm assuming is sassy sue and knife guy if i'm a woman standing outside by myself in the night and i see two men walking up to me that are grown and they're walking up to me and have letterman jackets on I'm running like my life depends on it because it more than likely does. Because it more than likely does. Correct. It more than likely yes. does. No, let let just a man approach me, let alone two. But if they have Letterman jackets on, I, I'm on the five o'clock news tomorrow, babe. Correct. Fair, but also she is a badass. So not okay, saying that you're fair. not a badass, but no, that's exactly that's a, what you, you said. You that's fine. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure you just said that she fucking sucks and would never survive that. I think it was, was your direct quote. Mm, probably fair the club is now absolutely <laughs> booming and the zombie strippers are looking a little worse for wear which is comes to the point where where liz brought up earlier this is where the like the special effects are dog shit like yes. it, you can just tell that they just like slapped on like they went to the what is the halloween store halloween express or spirit halloween ha- spirit halloween they just went to spirit halloween and we're like what's the cheapest like, like we need five gallon we buckets of liquid latex and one yeah. sponge. <laughs> one just one sponge. Yeah, we're one gonna sponge, br- ten people. We're gonna, we're gonna brush this on with some painters brushes yeah, that have get been me in. soaked in shit for weeks. Now, one of the logical strippers tells Freddy Krueger he's a money hungry Mr. Krabs. He tells her she's useless and for her to pack her shit and leave. I that is the best insult I've heard, and it was. I wrote it down because I was like, God damn, I got to remember that. 
Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger told her to get on the bread truck and haul buns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, that is fire. That's really good. Absolutely incredible. Two of the remaining strippers decide to get turned. So they go into the basement to find the original zombie, old bird flu. One gets too scared and bounces, but the other embraces it. The scaredy cat runs back down to the basement to find her friend, but then she lets herself be bitten up by the cage full of zombies. Back in the dressing room, Jesse tells the optimist stripper that she's going to be she's going to go ahead and take the death plunge. The two fight, spit some poetry, and then scuttle. This movie is absolutely filled to the gills with like philosophical lines randomly. And also Jenna Jameson, something we never covered. Jenna Jameson just sits around reading Nietzsche all the time. Yeah. Like who made this movie? Can we talk about after she got turned, she's reading it and she goes Exactly like this. Uh, this totally makes sense now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Apparently, what? you have to be a zombie to understand nihilism, but uh, sure. Uh, sure. 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 Jesse tells her lover boy her of her plan, and he protests. Then the bitchy stripper, who's now a zombie, makes a warrior's reference and then has a zombie stripper dance battle against Jen and Jameson. Jesus fucking Christ. It's around this point of the movie where I start to be actively unhappy that I'm watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But, but here's some trivia. Uh, After Jeannie, who was played by Shamron Moore, what a name, Shamron? Mm -hmm. Uh, After Jeannie has been bitten and transforms, she enters on stage to face off against Kat, who obviously is Jenna Jameson, clinking empty beer bottles and taunting, warriors come out to play. This line was obviously made famous by Luther, played by David Patrick Kelly, who coincidentally starred in VFW in the movie The Warriors. Yeah, we we saw him, a very old version of him in VFW when we covered that one with Boston Mike a few weeks back. Uh, Yeah, The Warriors, though, just a little quick sidebar. My favorite grindhouse film of all time. I would, I would love to put, watch it for this. I podcast. would put the movie. I, I'm afraid to do it for this movie because there's like nothing funny to riff on. The movie mm, okay. is just incredible from start to finish just a perfect cinematic feat that does not get praised enough now back in the basement the cage zombie bitten stripper unlocks the cell freeing the zombies freddy krueger hears a racket and then locks the front door of the club and breaks off the key but he's still inside the club yep so that's that's racist logic Yep. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> on stage, the two battling strippers start actually fighting and begging and start begin to use patrons from the crowd as weapons. I would love to ask to pose the question to you both. When did zombies get Wolverine claws? Because in this movie, it, at this scene, is I think it's Jeannie that slashes Cat. Mm-hmm. And she has three scratch marks on her stomach. The flip. Or is it vice? The, it's vice versa. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Scratches her on the stomach and all of a sudden like pulls up and she has like these dark, like almost like vampire-esque claws. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, this is the nowhere. point. Well, so this is the point in the movie where not that a lot of it has made sense so far, but Mm-mm. there starts being things that truly are so like, that's one of them where it's like, yeah. I was texting who I was watching it with and I'm like, did I, 
am I, did I miss something like several yeah. times for the rest of the movie? Cause I'm like, where did this come from? And he's like, no, 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 you're, this is just, just shut up. It's and, just, and watch it was just thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. They just, someone had a, an idea that they thought would be fun and they put it in. This is the moment though, when they want to be using the audiences uh, as weapons, this is when one of them like rips off one of the dude's arms, right? Yeah. Easily, yeah. easily. They're, they're not only Wolverine zombie, but they're also Captain America, like super soldiers. Mm-hmm. True. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's also here in which Jeannie decides to pull the trick from the goth girl and turns the pole into yes. a windmill, which apparently produces so much pressure <laughs> that it's able to blow Jenna Jameson like seven to ten feet away, like makes yes. her like slide like a superhero backwards. And I'm yeah, like, this... am, am I watching? Am I watching zombie strippers? Or am I fucking watching an episode of Dragon Ball Z right now? Yeah, <laughs> I, this this moment, I think who, whoever directed, I forget their name, really wanted to to film like a superhero movie, and this was the best they could do. Well, guess what? They didn't get the chance to do anything else because mm-hmm. their filmography is um, it's lacking. Sure. <laughs> the patrons realizing that this is actually a bad place to be try to flee as the freed cage zombies come barreling into the club's lobby. Unfortunately for them and the DJ, they're locked in. Jenna Jameson then performs a ping pong show and starts <laughs> firing off coochie rockets using <laughs> pool balls. The bitchy zombie breaks off the stripper pole and uses it as a baseball bat. Launching the eight ball back into Jameson's muff trap. Funnily <laughs> enough, human anatomy dictates that vaginas are also like trampolines, and that shit fires back twice as fast and launches <laughs> the opposing zombie halfway across the club. So this is, yeah, this is the <laughs> moment when when I was like, actually, I do have a, a more favorite kill, and that's when when it goes from ping pongs to pool balls. That quickly she is shooting quickly out of nowhere. Where did she get the yes. pool balls? There's no Truly, pool table there's here. There's no pool table. Yeah. Uh I mean, was, was there was, was there she a cannon okay. was she ping pong table? Like okay, no. Was she already doing this trick though with pool balls? I don't know. Because she's, she's like she started okay, she shoots three ping pongs. Like, th- there are a few just up there at all times. Yeah. She just shoots three ping pongs, right? And it hits the girl in the face, and she's like, ha ha ha. And then she like gets this look on her face and then just starts like juggling three pool balls in her hand. Like yeah, she just pulls pool balls out from nowhere. She doesn't have pockets on. She barely has on clothes. Any clothes. Yeah. yeah. And she's Maybe just she like, keeps what about them? these four pool yep. balls? Hold on. Maybe this is where she, what she learned this trick from was Buttman and nudes a pop in seven. Oh, could be. <laughs> okay. Could be. To, hi- to hide pool balls up her asshole. Truly. Like her but whole so, her colon looks like a tennis ball tube. Yeah. I, would, oh, I sure. would just love, I want to read like because again, my notes are very like exactly what was happening in my brain. And in all caps it says, not the ping pong balls. And then the next one says, Oh god, no, it's pool balls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's basically got her legs up like this like fucking like you can see like oh, she's in the birthing position yeah. yeah and then and then out of nowhere yeah these pool balls start coming out but the my favorite part was when the other stripper fucking neos and like dodges yeah. it yeah and there's a patient behind her whose just head goes clean off oh yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah he got he got absolutely smacked An absolute headshot from and this i will say i will say that whenever she broke the stripper pole in half um and was about to start playing baseball i was like oh so let me pause this movie and put on muse um 
supermassive black hole like it's twilight and let me really enjoy this the way god intended but i decided not to <laughs> good lord the, the <laughs> remaining undead staff hole up in the boss's office uh where the boss apparently is still at once again still have no clue how he was able to lock the door from the outside while still being inside but we're tabling that for a later discussion don't question it the staff then load up on weapons because apparently Freddy Krueger in this universe uses assault weapons and not knife gloves. The crew breaks out and starts melting zombies with a barrage of bullets. Unfortunately, everyone gets split up in the onslaught. And I I thought I maybe noticed this. Uh, uh, but was it? I'm sorry. The who who was there with Robert England just then? Do you do we remember? It's the DJ, the den mother with a horrific Russian accent. Yes. Sassy Sue. We have not talked about the woman with the Russian accent. The den mother all. has yeah, the just, worst accent. I wish I could remove it from I'm, my memory. I was just a little terrified that we were going to start talking about her and someone was going to do just a really, really offensive no. impression of her. She, but fuck that, it. Go off. Fuck the Russians. Well, no, that whoever that actress is, I, I think that was a hate crime. How she, yes. how she was in this film yes. with that accent. This movie has a lot of racist attributes that i did like as i was watching it i was like oh god <laughs> in 2008 maybe we weren't as noticeable to these kinds of things yeah it was like uh, the first time i watched it didn't cling to my brain but as i was watching it now i was like oh god this there was also a line that i'm i did the thing where i just wrote down the quote like, similar mm -hmm. to what i did earlier there was a line for someone said earlier uh that was that i really laughed at which was quote this is not what I want. I can no longer be blind to the war. I can no longer ignore the killing. And I don't remember the context of it that It was Jesse. It was Jesse? Okay. It was Jesse because she was like toying with the fact of she wants to be turned for Nana so she can make all this money for her coles or That's right. colostomy. And then it was like she literally all of us literally all of a sudden like snaps out of the haze of her wanting to be turned and being like, I can't do this. I can't excuse the killing. And I was like, okay, sure. Terrible, terrible. But that's horrible. Man, that's just terrible. But back to what we were just talking about. So everyone's getting split up for the onslaught. It's at this point that various crew members appear as extras in the strip club. I guess maybe their extras budget was no longer there. And so they were like, all right, boom, mic one and camera operator B and Gaffer and Gaffer, Dude, you're Gaffer get in there. Seven, eight, nine. Get your ass in there. You're a zombie today, which, you know, I, I've always say every time we interview people for the show, I'm always like, look, if you ever need an extra that just gets the shit kicked out of them, just please call me. I will die on screen anytime you need. And so the goal here is for me to be on screen at all times like in all these different movies just being the guy that gets killed i'm gonna be like the new age wilhelm scream where it's just me though it's like hey <laughs> which i know is that in guy. this movie which is you know, in this it movie, is 100 it's in the scene during the fight scene yes it is picks the dude up and throws him yep that, that's the wilhelm scream it's fantastic now it's at this point the gender has a moment to himself and his gun and his donkey 
Not making this shit up. He literally has a donkey just hidden in a closet, which brings me back to the original point. Yes, this strip club does donkey shows, guys. Um, <laughs> he then drops a handful of zombies before being eaten alive. Now, in the basement where Jesse and uh, her old lover boy get stuck in, she is propositioned to have sex. She says no. Then she is propositioned again for a hand job. He, she says no. She's propositioned again for a rim job. She <laughs> says no. Then she gets propositioned again for a foamy Chewbacca. So I have to ask the question, what is a foamy Chewbacca? But before you answer, let me just say, someone's banging on the door. We don't know who it is. Is it zombies or is it something else? So the you skipped a few here. Did. I didn't I didn't write down all of them, but this man is such an idiot because he's like, sex, no, blow job, no, hand job, no. So it's like he's going down. He's like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna try like the, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And this man has the audacity to think a rim job is less work than a hand job. Yep. Dude, licking ass is not the step down from a hand job. No. I'm sorry. And then proceeds to ask her after she turned him down for a blowjob. Says, "Well, what about an angry dragon?" And just what's, goes what's down an angry dragon. <sighs> I, I actually don't know what an angry dragon is. An Wait, angry she, she, dragon is like whenever you like, there's someone that is giving a blowjob, mm-hmm. and right before you bust, you slam their head down so that way when you come, it comes out of their nose. Oh, fun. But it's supposed to be a surprise so they're angry. What's uh, Patrick, what's a a foamy Chewbacca? (laughs) I hate you. So a foamy Chewbacca is when the woman has a hairy asshole and then the male comes in the hairy asshole making it look as if Chewbacca is foaming out of his mouth. Jesus fucking Christ. I now I want to go through and see because he lists like seven other fucking urban dictionary shit. Like what sex does positions. he what what was I would love to know what his end game was when she said no to sex, blowjob, hand job, and rim job. What did he think that she'd be like, oh yeah, I'd definitely be down for that? No. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely have a hairy asshole and you can come all over it. Yeah. Like no. And let me also add. That guy's name is Davis. I don't know if y'all have ever seen this movie, but he looks like the fucking kid from Meet the Robinsons. I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh my god, he does. He looks like the kid from Meet the Robinsons. Oh does, my god. Does the kid from Meet the Robinsons have a lot of trauma as a child that would lead to him propositioning women for foamy Chewbacca's in a strip club during Possibly. a zombie outbreak? Possibly. But he looks like eerily similar to him. I think what we're forget like what we're missing here, right? Is that this takes a lot of balls to ask questions like this, you know? Like, it really takes yes. a lot of gumption to be like, hey, this is zombie, it's a zombie apocalypse. People are dying everywhere. We're stuck in a basement. We're about to die. Can I come on your hairy asshole? And I have to say props <laughs> for him for having the, the with with to to do that. There's a lot of assumptions made in that, like, quick like minute and a half basement scene there's a lot of assumptions this is the moment in which patrick quits the show <laughs> i know i wish i had been in the writer's room because there could there you could have made that a lot like a, a lot funnier than it was where like you go through he's like no 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 wait what's that 
and he's like oh yeah like, like you have a hairy asshole like come on it and it looks and like like there could have yeah. been some brevity here but instead it just was fucking weird and creepy and yes uh, well then you made me had to read that on, on when we're podcast. making when we're making the save trash cinema the movie We'll make sure to include that. The manager <laughs> then gets eaten. This is the Russian lady. She then gets eaten mm-hmm. by a stripper. And, and not in the kind of fun way that a girl on girl eating action goes, but in the Come kind on. of like a, you know, Liz, don't act like this is How inappropriate. We just talked about coming on someone's hairy asshole for five minutes. <laughs> look, leave it, me alone. Look, it, all I'm saying is you, you were on the side of the man who wanted to come on the hairy asshole. I wasn't so. on the, well, okay. Uh, Fair. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know what? The DJ then gets disem- or he disembowels the stripper. Uh, yeah, however, he rearranged her guts. He does. However, he then gets the whole cap of his head ripped open, and then she just like starts fucking around with his brain, and he turns into a zombie. And then, right before Freddy Krueger gets his comeuppance, the military arrives, saving his life. The military didn't account for the remaining staff who were still in the room, who then get turned into zombies, and leave Freddy in there with him. Hmm. Now, on the main stage, the bitchy zombie strips Jenna Jameson of her fucking flesh. Yeah. Then, the knife guy finishes the job by removing her head. The rest of the cavalry arrive, and the leader blows the head off of the bitchy zombie. We skipped a really important section here with that. They remove her skin, and underneath she's like a robot. Did you no, guys notice it, this? she was she was a skeleton, but it was again horrific, like post production special effects to where her arm, like her s- skeleton arm, was glitching all over the place and was gunmetal gray. Not it was gun metal. Okay, she looks like gunmetal gray. It she looked, looked like, like a T eighty one. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, hold on. These these women are robots, and we're not discussing it. But I guess it was just shitty VFX. Okay. Yes, just really fucking bad. But um, it's funny but, though, because when they when they strip the flesh, they strip her legs off, like the flesh from her legs. That's that's what gets stripped off first. And mm-hmm. Patrick has a little insight about Jim Jameson's legs, apparently. Yeah. Oh, boy. So doctors initially diagnosed Jenna Jameson with Guillain-Barre syndrome in January after she first lost her ability to walk, but they later ruled out the disorder following a series of tests. In February, she was finally discharged from the hospital after just under two months. However, she is still struggling with the mysterious illness and remains wheelchair-bound most days. I say January and February because that's of the year 2022. I was going to ask if that was this year. Holy shit. This is very recent. A tragic turn of events. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot. The, uh, we learned a lot about you know. I, I'm Jenna not going to say that I haven't seen Jenna Jameson's movies before, but what I can say is I am worried. If you orgasm that hard that many times over that many amount of years, that you will eventually lose function. It's going to do some legs. damage, or or yeah. fake that many orgasms. Yeah. So we're okay. Power. So here's the question I have for you guys in this moment. Is Jenna Jameson a good actress? Absolutely. In this not. movie, I'm just saying in general. This is the only piece of her work I've ever seen, and she was it's, fucking god awful in it. It's so. a nor for me. <laughs> it's an absolute fucking nor. It's an absolute nor. Nor. A travesty. Nor. 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 The manager uh, 
she walks out. This is the Russian lady. I just kept calling her the manager because I was like, I don't even know what to call her. She, I don't think, I think she she's has technically name. like the den mother. The den mother. That just sounds like this. This just sounds like a Game of Thrones. Sounds episode. Russian. I don't like this motherland sounds f- Russian. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then gets erased via machine gun. And then the DJ gets the rest of his head removed shortly thereafter. In the VIP lounge, Freddy Krueger gets one final dance from the goth chick who, and another stripper. <sighs> All right. Here we go. The goth chick exacts her revenge with a face dance. The face dance she loathes so much. And she drowns him with... um. <clears throat> Well, I think you guys can all use your imagination. No, you got to say it. You she made drowned. me talk about Fumi <laughs> Chewbacca. Okay. Um, well, she takes her panties off, Patrick. Her and they are... Well, let me just say that it looks like they had been baked in jello for a long time. They were slimy. And then she throws Freddy Krueger on the ground. And you don't see the actual face sitting. You just see the top half. And it makes a noise. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a noise like... Um, a squelch, if you will. Yeah, I think that's probably the best word because the only thing I can think of is fisting a bowl of jello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this like man's this, face is no longer there. This sound. <laughs> yes. Is the sound yes. that we get... Um, and now, like I said, you can use your imagination. The two remaining zombie strippers are then kung fu'd back to the afterlife by one of the military ladies. Not Sassy Sue, just one random one that's like the tech girl. Which and was it- a really cool fighting scene, and she was a bad bitch, let me tell you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in the basement, two of the military people save Jesse and the sexually frustrated loser trying to suck her toes. <laughs> in the VIP lounge, the military capture Freddy... Call him the specimen because Freddy has now come back to life because apparently you can become a zombie through sexually transmitted um, face sitting. Yeah. So. Which his whole thing, this entire movie is he c- carries around like a can of Lysol mm-hmm. and he like calls them all like dirty whores. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me. Clean yourself off. Like very like mm-hmm. derogatory and offensive like language An to a sex... An- Yes, to sex workers. And then after he has death by face dance, is then riddled all over his face with herpes. That is also very accurate. And and this is the he's he's now the first man to to turn, right? Because it was hasn't been all women so far. Well, no, No. so like all the men get turned, but then he still is cognizant. Okay. Of like what's okay. happening, but like mm-hmm. all the men zombies aren't, and so I think that's what they're referencing, but they never really address it after that. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for keeping me honest. You're welcome. The captain of the troop then finds the scientist from the beginning of the movie trying to escape the club. Okay, now this is where it goes off rail, so I need everyone just to bear with me here. Buckle yeah. in. The scientist purposefully caused the initial outbreak. Then he set up the military troop with shitty weapons, that whole malfunctioning EMP that was supposed to work that we talked about at the very beginning of this episode. Yeah, apparently that, that was all a lie, and it was to set them up. Then he explains how this, this weapon, which is the bio-warfare zombie shit, makes a lot of money or something. 
and then says something about global warming, which makes no sense, and then breaks the fourth wall and tries to convince the audience that smoking cigarettes is dope, which, to his point, I do agree. Smoking cigarettes <laughs> makes you cooler. The, it, it, it is my favorite line of the movie. He says, not enough kids smoking these days because it really is cool as shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool as shit. Which let me just say this: this like this whole like doctor scene is supposed to be like the big twist. Mm-hmm. There is none, because in the beginning, nope. when the military, like the military people, are there and they're at like the test site, they're explaining this and they're telling them. They're doing this on purpose for research. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, I did all this on purpose. And it's like, we knew that. Yes. And it's supposed to be, it was set up as like this big, aha, got you. I fucked your mind, didn't I? Like your mind fucked right now. And it's like, we knew that. Yeah. Six minutes. That was actually like, that was like one of the first things you said in this movie, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was line number one. What do you, yeah. Yeah. After we learned about George Bush, doing bunch of stuff and Jenna how Bush Supreme Court justice like, throwing absolute keggers there's there's like 18 different wars happening and one of those is Alaska yeah we covered this not sure also what the fuck I just damn it I just don't I don't understand here's the thing I can say the line though when I'm like smoking cigarettes is indeed cool because it's true smoking cigarettes is cool someone might say Cayman you can't say that Because you're going to make kids want to smoke cigarettes. But what I'm saying right now is, if a child is listening to this podcast... Smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette, because you (laughs) 1,000% should not be fucking listening to this. We just talked about coming on someone's hairy asshole Uh (laughs) several times now. Yeah, Smoke a cigarette, save a cowboy. If if a fucking kid is listening to this and they're hearing me say these lines, then like, yeah, you fucking deserve to go smoke a cigarette. You've been I mean, through some shit, buddy. I've I've never smoked a cigarette, and I am objectively not cool at all. That is fair. I've so. smoked plenty of cigarettes, and I'm the coolest motherfucker around. That's yes, also see? fair. So yeah. we call I mean, that science. Yes. True. And then, before you you Karen moms start writing in emails to the podcast talking about my son listened to this and started smoking packs of cowboy killers every day. Watch your kids better. Cayman, yeah. continue. Yes. yes. <laughs> Out of nowhere, the last remaining non-zombie stripper appears, and she's quoting Nietzsche again, and is promptly shot dead, which is like an homage to uh, to the original Night of the Living Dead, where the main hero at the end of the film, they shoot him, it's racist, it's the whole thing. If you want to know more about it, go watch Night of the Living Dead, fantastic film. The captain of the military group, troop, whatever, he then says, orders are orders. What orders? Yeah. What orders? We don't fucking know. <laughs> then more scientists show up because I don't know. Yes. Sure. I did, okay. I'm at a point in this movie where I'm like, I'm watching it last night and I'm like, okay, guys, what the fuck is happening? Can, yep. someone ex- can someone explain this ending? What are the orders? What What is going on? What is this ending? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> I no couldn't one- tell you. I know. Okay. I, I I tried. I really tried. Mm-hmm. I, I right. can't help. Well, after the military troop leaves the building, the douchebag scientist finds a trash bag. <laughs> the one containing the severed head. He picks it up and with curiosity. 
The screen cuts to black, and we hear snarling, a bite on flesh, and then him scream, Son of a bitch! Title screen, zombie strippers! Roll motherfucking credits. Thank God. <laughs> Guys, we, we did it. Somehow, some way, we finished this goddamn movie. <sighs> Which brings a us... A roller coaster. Truly, yeah. The ending is a mind fuck, but not in the way they wanted. Like, they mm -hmm. wanted it to be like, oh, you had no idea what's going on the whole time. But what really happened is we're like, we have no idea what the fuck happened and yeah. what, where are all these people coming out of the woodworks from? Yeah, it was a non-consensual mind fuck. I feel like yeah. I, I felt dirty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. took, you took a hard shower, a real hot yeah. shower afterwards. Yeah. yeah Fair. I, um, Fair. Yeah. Fair. And so this point in the episode, normally we have some trivia. Unfortunately, there's not really a lot there to talk about in terms of this film. So what we're going to do is we're just going to jump straight into final thoughts. Where we ask the question, do you save this film or do you can this film? I'm very excited to hear the responses on this one because I feel like there's going to be some, maybe some some blows thrown. Some punches might come out of nowhere. So I'm going to go ahead and set the stage. I'm going to set up Patrick. Patrick, save it or can it? I would actually like to kick it to Liz first, if that's okay. As the guest, okay. as the guest, I I want to let her go first uh, to see where she th sits. What twelve years after watching it for the first time? Yes. Um, so this movie's awful. Grade A awful. The twist made no sense. And I use twist very loosely. I like how it was left open for the possibility of a sequel that's literally never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen in my wildest dreams. All in all, I'm giving it a 6.9 out of 10. Hmm. I love it. And I'm saving it for one reason and one reason only, and that's Paco, which I forgot to mention. The funniest part was as he's like gearing up and he's like kissing his bullets and like saying like historical, like, oh my God, yeah, like Latino, like heroes or villains or whatever you want to call it, like his heroes. He pulls out a picture of his wife and daughter and uh, wife and daughters and goes, This is for you, Maria, Maria. Maria. And kisses all three of them because they're all three but named he kisses, Maria. He kisses a bull and at one point he's like, he's like, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, he does. Guacamole. Guacamole. So I'm saving this movie for Paco and Paco only because he's my goddamn hero. He's the fucking man. 6.9 out of 10. I he love it. 6.9 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Um, um, so I think, <laughs> I think Liz makes a, a good point, a valiant, uh, effort, uh, with trying to say this movie, but I think for me, this is unfortunately a can, but I want to, I want to start by saying I didn't have a bad time watching this movie, but I don't think I can in good conscience recommend someone watches this movie. Um, unless you just, you really just love fucking garbage <laughs> but like i feel like there are some funny parts in this and like i'm still blown away that peacemaker jennifer uh uh goodwin godwin uh, is in this movie. sure sure 
<laughs> but like it yes. just there it is an, a 94 minute movie with about six and a half minutes of plot and the rest yes. of the movie is just like kind of total nonsense um so yeah this this one for me it, it definitely is toward the bottom of the list of all the movies we've watched uh respectfully I um, also forgot to mention that I did. I know that I briefly mentioned it earlier, but I did keep a boob count that I thought about calling oh, yeah. for tat. Please tell us the boob count was. It's only 15 pairs of titties in the really? entire movie. I thought it was way more than that. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, you say 15? 15, one, five, 15. So, so 30 total breasts is what we saw. Yes. That seems low to me. Okay, I was about to be like, hold on a second. How did we end up with an odd number of boobs on screen? (laughs) No, 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 no. Like pairs, 15 pairs. Did you you keep a cooter count? No, I did not. One. I think it was was just Apparently one. One. There's actually a bit of trivia left out of the doc because I felt it was too offensive to include. But now that we're here, guess what? At the 45-minute mark in this movie, (laughs) they did a very good job on trying to make sure that you didn't see any of the lower private parts. But at the 45 minute park, you do get to see Shem, Shem Moore, Shamron, Chevron. I don't know her name. Chev, Chevron. Come Moore. on. Genie. You get to see yeah. Genie's lower half. In that was the a low buff. blow. Low blow came in. But also, we saw Jenna Jameson at the beginning for sure. Probably. We saw, sure too. Yeah, we so did. Her cooter. Yes, for sure. Huh. 100% we did. Yeah. Uh, I do love the idea, though, for future movies of this podcast tit for tat how many titties did we see in this movie we got yeah, tit this. for tat i will literally yeah, yep you're welcome make, to that. i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. include a segment just for liz every episode for her yeah. to come on to, to can we movie count. A, after we're done or at some point can we record a little jingle like tit for tat tit for, tit tat, for tat how many titties are in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i love it well speaking of jingles i'll get on and let's roll this one and uh, i'll tell you guys what i think uh, I think that the big thing here is Jennifer Holland, who is Jennifer Holland, from, thank you. from Peacemaker. Um, this was her, uh, technically her third film. This was the second film that she did that actually got a, a release, uh, apparently, according to IMDb. She was not an episode of Drake and Josh at one point. Sure. Okay. But, Which, uh, like, honestly, like, she is a a fucking rock star. Like, for you to go from zombie strippers to Peacemaker... Yeah. Like you, your career has been worth it, man. She, yeah. So this is, so this is actually her first film that she was in a named role, um, which is kind of impressive. But that, that aside, I'm kind of, I'm on Liz's side here. I'm and I'm okay. sorry. Maybe it's nostalgia um, or whatever reasons. I don't know. Uh, look, this movie's dumb as shit. Yes. Right? This movie's dumb as fuck. I don't think that there's a world in which this movie should exist, but that kind of is what, trash cinema is or movies that shouldn't exist that somehow do exist and uh, i kind of love that um my one thing i would say like the big caveat here for saving it is like the middle of the not really the middle of the film probably like right as you start the second act of the film it really bogs down and the bog down happens because there's just so many strip tease dances on stage yeah and i'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing but it just kind of is like, all right, let's let's I'm done. Like, cool. I've seen boobs now for like 15 straight minutes. And and while that's kind of awesome at the same time, it's also like, let's get this going. Like, I'm a little bored right now watching these this the same choreographed dance scenes um, for like 15 minutes. 
Like, I think that's like the one downside of the movie is just that. But this movie is zombie strippers. I mean, if there wasn't 15 minutes of striptease dancing, I suppose it wouldn't be called zombie strippers. Um, the whole not having a plot thing and then that twist ending doesn't affect me in the slightest. I kind of expected that, um, to be completely honest. But no, I think this is, look, it's free on Tubi, or if you want the ad-free version, apparently you go to Vimeo and find this random dude's account. That's got Joey Medina. Shout Joey out to Medina. you, my friend. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, look, you can watch it like that. Like, you don't have to spend money to see. You don't need a subscription to see this shit. You can just watch it. And uh, it's weird. It is a dumb movie, but there's some legitimately funny parts I felt in it. And some of the gore I thought was actually kind of entertaining as well. So... For me, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give a seal of approval. Uh, I'm gonna save this trash. Uh, I'm gonna rip it right out of the garbage can, and it is currently in my collection as well. So, just I'll meet you all in hell. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell out of it. Your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we are beggars. Also, fuck Keith. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be a heathen. Go watch us banter about video games there as well. And we also are streaming live on Twitch every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, so come check it out. And speaking of Twitch, Liz, where can they find you streaming and where can they find you on socials? I stream on Twitch Monday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash mclean2014. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram under mclean2014. And my Twitter is also mclean2014 minus the 2014. Hell yeah. In the meantime, you can follow me at Kid Cayman. Patrick, where can they follow you? You follow me on Twitter at Patrick Schwag. I, I, I tweet so many times. All it's They're all great tweets. They're all great tweets. <laughs> you can also follow our sister podcast at Spot Game Spot on Twitter and Spotlight Game Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow Save Trash Cinema at Save Trash Cinema on, on all socials. Remember, fight big box office. Save Trash Cinema. Spuckle time. I have something really quick. Please, please. Um, can I go run and pee really quick? <laughs>